Sophia Holt. Uh, she is a current researcher participant in Jan van Eyck Academy in Maastricht. She has studied um, art in Amsterdam, Amsterdam <laughs> in the Academy. And then she came to Brussels and studied architecture at the Simply Cross yeah. here in Brussels. Yeah, and here I am Bacheva Ross interviewing her, and with me is also Olaf Winkler. Um, okay, let's maybe start with you telling us a little bit about your current project that you are researching now at Young mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, so uh, I'm working on a project which is still in research state at the moment. Uh, on uh, social housing in Brussels. Um, I'm kind of intrigued to understand um, what is changing at the moment because there are many uh, uh, apartment tower blocks, like modernistic blocks, that are being drastically renovated, um, especially in the center, but also a little bit outside of the center. So it's a little, it's a moment for politics to rethink uh, what is social housing, who's going to be in there, um, what is the layout of this this architecture going to be, how's it going to look like, and of course who's who is it going to benefit. Mm -hmm. So this mm -hmm. is an interesting moment for me to to look at it. Do you know why is it uh, a moment in time for Brussels to do such uh, renovate uh, such a change? Well, in a way, I would say they're really late because some of the buildings have been discarded for like 60 years or something. So they're half falling apart, basically. Mm -hmm. So in a way, I find it strange that it's happening only now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and why? I think maybe because there is a little bit, or there used to be a little bit more money um, free to do these things. Um, as well as a political drive, I would say. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, but I, the exact reason I, I'm not aware of. <laughs> okay. And uh, do you have the feeling that you have enough sources to to do really research on that? Is that something like a hidden agenda that that is behind these projects, or is it like a quite public debate right now, which you're just linking yourself in? There, there is a bit of a, a public debate, mainly from um, groups that are uh, opposing these uh, radical changes. Um, so there are some articles you can find, but in a way it's a very, I, I realized, quite harsh research because um, there's so many parties involved, there's so much happening. Um, each one has their own goals and, and ideals. And... Um, it's the more I dive into it, the, the less clear it becomes. <laughs> so um, no, it's not an it's not an easy access project, I would say. Yeah. You you just started, or when did I, you start? I started um, very slowly in the quarantine time, um, which was not so easy. Uh, but now I'm really diving into it. For the first time so i have in my studio i have all these papers in my wall with all the directions i can go um yeah so it, it feels still as the beginning of it so, yeah what exactly brought you to this project in your personal trajectory um in general like 
works I've done before, projects I've done mm-hmm. before, they um, usually are about urban changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm quite fascinated by, usually by very small details in the city and then linking them to, to the, the larger perspective of how that relates to the urban change in general of the city. Um, as well as I'm often focused on kind of ambiguous spaces or spaces mm-hmm. that are kind of discarded and left alone for a long time, which is of course always related to kind of political drive, but as well to, to uh, um, social um, relationships and, and um, yeah. Uh, Organic changes inside of the... Yeah, yeah also, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. What would be the main changes? If, if we still stick to this project right now, to the, mm-hmm. to the changes of social blocks, yeah. which is actually a, more like a sociological project that mm-hmm. you're doing, um, where do you see the main changes or what are the main differences between, let's say, 10, 20 years ago and now? What is the focus of the political uh, development? Um, as far as you can judge it by Yeah, uh, well, the change is very much towards... Which of course is a kind of right wing, almost ideal to almost not bring in social housing in. Um, there are really long waiting lists in general, so there has to be built new uh, houses, which already is for like almost 15 years, like 20 years, really big planning on the agenda, and it just never really uh, got to a point that they actually really. Um, got a lot of, got the, um, how to say, the, the potential to really uh, finish these projects and per year reach their deadlines in a way. Um, okay, I kind of lost <laughs> the question. Yeah, but no, no, what, the, the, what, the what, what is the main changes actually? So. It, well, uh, what I want to say is that um, Often you see that they're trying to put um, non-social housing related to the social housing, which in a way is strange because you will make less social housing instead of more social housing. So the ideal is more towards this, this social mix, the idea of social mixing, uh, uh, probably mixing of social class uh, and mixing of economical class. Um, but what, what is strange for me about it's kind of a trigger also for the project is that you see um, actually richer people coming into the, the location where it's supposed to be social housing before but where are, are the poor people being replaced mm-hmm. um, so I haven't 100% figured that out but it looks like they're pushed out of the center right now mm-hmm. so in a way it's, it's a clear yeah, kind of gentrification project, I guess. But you're mainly looking at the one in Marol. Uh, but are there different uh, social houses that are going the same process right now and have a different uh, dealing with uh, the normal inhabitants that actually need the social? Or is it just uh, everywhere or just in the center? There, there are some projects where they, they keep the residents in the same house. So mm-hmm. they can kind of patch like um, insulation on the outside and mm-hmm. they, they have a kind of uh, a technique how to uh, 
keep people in the same building and as well renovated. Mm -hmm. um, but in general, the renovation has to be so so radical that uh, people have to leave mm -hmm. and then they're not coming back because they are actually taking the chance to rethink what the apartments are, how big they are, for which uh, target group, which is often actually uh, families, bigger like families. Um, so things are really moving in the center. And how do you think, how would you describe it aesthetically in, the, in the, some kind of a difference in aesthetic language that you can find? Yeah, yeah. So there's, first of all, there's this big fear of um, stigmatization of, of uh, social housing, which is in a way one of the main reasons why, uh, plus the money, of course, why um, uh, municipalities don't want to build them. Um, but so they, if they do it, they're trying to really create an, an image that uh, looks like complete generic contemporary arch European architecture. So, and what is interesting is that this architecture is sold not as social housing visually and also in terms of text. So it's, it's uh, white people in the images, a flashy architecture, a simple flashy architecture, um, with the text that now the neighborhood will be cozy again, it will be, be a trigger, a positive trigger for mm -hmm. the neighborhood, mm -hmm. etc. So there's another story behind these renovations in a way. But that's the advertisement, that the that buildings the building themselves and the renovation. How would you describe the modern the contemporary aesthetics? Um, well, it differs from the ones that are patched up. Yeah, they look very cheap and still look like social housing. Right. And the ones that are drastically renovated, they do look like uh, yeah, mm -hmm. kind of uh, contemporary. You cannot really distinguish them. Which I don't know if it's a bad thing, but it's also for sure getting rid of this this idea. This almost stigmatized modernist architecture mm -hmm. which uh, for me I'm not sure if, if I I find it ugly and, and the stigma comes from a negation not from the architecture mm -hmm. so. well, that's quite interesting actually because this question of aesthetics is one thing mm -hmm. and also the changes you already said that there's a different target group maybe so maybe apartments get bigger or more rooms or whatever also the the standards have changed. Like in the 60s, you had more kids in one room and today you probably spread it up. And so, and then you have the the narrative behind it, how these projects are actually sold. And uh, it's quite interesting because on the one hand, this means that you're pushing parts of society out of the city, but as long as there's still some kind of social housing, um, this this matter of, of Aesthetics is quite intriguing because it can be too flashy, too nice, so to speak, so then it feels like kind of artificial. But on the other hand, it's also like, um, well, if it well, goes well, it could be the broken window theory in, a, in reverse, in the sense of if you have a nice area, people are taking care of it much more as well. It could work that way, because mm -hmm. everything which is run down will be more run down after a year. So, yes, that's true. Um, are you... 
as a researcher, first of all, trying to find out how all these things, political-wise, sociologically, aesthetic, narration, and so on, are somehow connected, so to speak, facts, if you can talk about facts in that sense, or is your aim to take a stand on that? Do you want to take a political mm, general, position? I want to take position. Right now, for this project, I, I want to do more precise research because I'm seeing something happening, but it's a, it's a kind of gut feeling. I cannot 100% point it out. Um, so I think it's necessary to do that research, to really look at the prices, how they change after the... the look at the... Maybe even the, the policies or the way these houses are, are allowed to be used. So if you cannot put your uh, um, disc antenna outside, mm -hmm. you know you're going to push out a certain group. They don't want to live there. So um, uh, um, your question was exactly again. Uh, in how far it's an aim to take a political position, yeah. to actually be that yeah. you I yourself become an acting position, so to speak, maybe in a political yeah. debate. I think that's really my goal, to take a position with my projects and, uh, and to communicate that. That's part of actually why maybe I'm back in a bit in this art field, is that I want to understand how I can um, make these projects public. Uh, and yeah, like before I made a small publication or an exhibition, but there are other formats maybe. Even I would be interested to actually make an architectural change as, as an architect. As an architect. Um, so I'm searching for the way to, to communicate my position basically in these projects. I think. Uh, in, in general, in the architecture field, taking a position is often not done. And so that's the that's the artist yeah, on you that yeah, actually yeah, takes the position. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's time to actually bring back the the previous um, project that we made in front of us is a booklet that you uh, produced about how how is the title again? Forms of public privacy. Um, maybe you'll talk in a few words mm -hmm. about this project and then we'll link the two and see yeah, your vision. <laughs> yes, um, so that project was uh, about uh, neglected and unprogrammed spaces in Brussels, so it was really uh, about public space. Um, also, the publication itself <clears throat> was a um, kind of a statement against against this hype in the architectural field, in the political field, in the urban planning field, to over-program almost the city. Every little corner needs to be programmed. If there's nothing happening, temporary events need to happen. Um, to activate, this term comes along a lot, um, which I was curious, what do you take away when you activate all every single space, when you design every single space. So I was curious to the places that were kind of left alone, uh, who is making use of those spaces? I was wondering who, are they valuable for a city? 
what's happening there. So I took several case studies. I, I made a, a kind of a, a stories out of them, what is happening with them in the future. Many of them are already being programmed for the future. Um, and I also saw that by field research, by field work, that all these spaces are used informally. So many people are actually sleeping there. Um, which it's not a these spaces are not a solution to pro and political problems, but they do give a kind of in Dutch fun net in English that would be I don't know the term for it like net, a, uh, yeah but um, like in yeah it's like a, a loss, net a net which can net, catch you when you fall so yeah um, then uh, you have uh, of course uh, many shady things happening um, but you also have. Uh, love couples that don't dare to show themselves in public space, mm. uh, open public space, because there's too much social control. In those spaces, there's not. So all these things that want to hide a bit or take intimacy from a, a, a generic social uh, standard or way to behave, they take place in those spaces. And I think uh, they're, they're very valuable mm -hmm. in, on a social level and as well on an ecological level because the, the ecosystem there are really, they're growing fast, they're, there are all kinds of uh, insects, etc. So, yeah. And as a Dutch woman coming to Brussels and living in Brussels and researching Brussels, do you find a uniqueness of the way Brussels deals? With uh, with these spaces, with the social environment of its inhabitants. Yeah, the difference is that they don't. Uh, off and up until now, more or less, they didn't deal with those spaces. So that's interesting. And you found and it it's, more it's, it's, a, it's very double because, yeah. of course, I'm not for a neglection of everything. Yeah. It it needs the importance is I think that it needs to be uh, a mix of. of diversity and now I'm talking the same language as a social project mm -hmm. but it, I, I think it's important that both programs both design and uh, undesigned spaces can exist mm -hmm. uh, once they are all swept away then it becomes a, yeah, a very monogamous space also pushing out minorities sometimes because uh, Certain minorities don't want to um, uh, adapt their ways of living or don't, cannot adapt their ways of living to a kind of generic um, uh, uh, what's the term to um, uh, a kind of standard of of to behave, how to behave. Yeah, in, in your publication you talk about the, the, the different def definitions of common. So there's like a common common, so to speak. There was also like a, a architecture biennale years ago in Venice that talked about the common ground. And actually mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a fantastic word to debate what can be filled into a term without yeah. actually yeah. Like opening up but limiting it. And common is, I think, what you talk yeah. about. Is yeah. as, as common can be what we all agree on, but that's yeah. very limiting. Or it can also give like common possibilities or common chances. It's mm -hmm. the same with the word social yeah. meaning or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, quite interesting. Actually, 
what is super interesting in uh, referring to these spots that you're talking about in uh, forms of public privacy is that these are really, and also not being from Brussels originally, I find it in Brussels very, very typical, really spaces which have been left over, mm. neglected in a positive sense. Mm. And uh, do you think that it is possible to plan spaces like that? Because you're, which is fascinating, you're mm. balancing between architecture, artists and research. That's yeah. why I also yeah. asked for your yeah. yeah. positioning. Mm -hmm. um, as a researcher, you can just take like the position of taking a view. Yeah. As an artist, maybe it's more open, I don't know. As an architecture, it's a question. Can you, yeah. Is it possible, after you research, do you think it's possible to plan unplanned spots? So to yeah, speak? this is something, um, the kind of uh, difficulty I've been dealing with as, um, yeah, I call myself also an architect, but I, I'm always doubting, should I design or, sh or do I want to design? Like for instance, in those spaces, I, I had the plan to, to make interventions, etc. And I decided to leave it as it is because it made more sense to me. So I think um, there are the right moments where you can actually uh, really add by designing. And there are the right moments in time and space um, where it's maybe better to say no I don't it's better not to so um, if if you can design unprogrammed space that people can uh, adapt to and, and uh, appropriate themselves um, it's still yet uh, not a yes or a no for me <laughs> I mean I know that Lynn Carvers was talking a lot about it and he maybe tried like making in a school building a kind of dark corner so the young guys and girls could smoke their joint there etc so to finding architectural parameters for a space that people want to appropriate um, is something that I'm looking into so that means that you might you might be able to uh, in instigate certain behavior or certain yeah desires of people to want to appropriate space um, but it's also a little bit contradicting uh, <laughs> um, what I'm saying sometimes that I think I should leave it to other people mm. who have always want to uh, yeah to program actually what? It integrates a question if you can treat city as a landscape. What I mean by that is that uh, I always found it fascinating that if there's a cliff, you don't need a fence. I mean, you probably put up a board today, it might be dangerous and so on, but you don't need a fence. If you fall down, it's your problem, it was made by nature. As soon as you build something, either it's not public or you need a fence or whatever, somebody is responsible because he created this thing. Mm -hmm. And the spaces that you are talking about in uh, your last work uh, were actually spaces that were created by somebody, but in the sense also being a bit forgotten, and they are used like a landscape. The teenagers on Palais de Justice, mm -hmm. they are just sitting on pieces of stone like it's a rock, and they're using it. And as long as nobody interferes, they, they can. And that's actually, so it's not just a matter of what are we building, it's also mm -hmm. a matter of 
law and of perception. Yes. And, and yeah, so yeah. that's that, really that, fascinating. That's the programming side, but it's also not only the programming side, but indeed also the regulation side, yeah. I would say. But in regulations, you always see the gaps where there's no control and where the, the regulations exist, but at the moment, they are not um, put in place actively. Um, but indeed, that area is almost another field where you can think of how to design and how not to design basically. Um, and it's something that in a way now with my new project I'm looking into. Um, it's very complex and hard to, to find out, but uh, once you connect all the, the dots, the physical, the, the, the law side maybe, the political um, desires and, and the ideals and the architecture, it's, it, yeah, it's sometimes quite interesting that that can become, I mean, it's maybe dangerous, but can also become a tool again as a designer. So, mm. so how, when is it going to come out, your final research? Um, well, what form? There will be open studios uh, in, in spring. Mm -hmm. um, in the Jan van Eyck master. Don't, I don't yeah. think I can finish this. I will um, finish it somehow and have some uh, a public moment, but mm -hmm. I really have a feeling I want to, after a research moment, also go back into a kind of, a, yeah, designing something physical. Mm -hmm. And that's the next step that I would say that, that that's a new, almost a new project. That would be really interesting theme, to see after like, this, yeah. yeah. So, and, and it needs money and it needs yeah. bigger support. I can do the problem. <laughs> so, uh, I think that that's something that might come out of that project. Mm -hmm. yeah. There could be art, architecture. I mean, you don't have to put a name on it, but I mean. Architecture uh, that is fueled by art and uh, research. Sounds very interesting. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much. Is there anything you want to, to add or so? It was um, come to the open studios, then you can figure out more. <laughs> right. Yeah. You will see the booklet, you will see a bit of the yeah. research, maybe yeah. some object. Yes. Thanks. Thank, thank you very much. much. Thank you. Very much. Yeah. Yeah.